1: You're listening to
0: 101 Part-Time Jobs, where I speak to bands about the other jobs they've done. And I've got Frank Lees from Press Club, Melbourne, Australia's Press Club with me here. And he's going to tell us about the jobs he's had, including one at a bar where no one ever came into, one working with kids doing history reenactments, and a couple of other brilliant stories. It's Hassle Records' 15th anniversary this month, and they're reissuing Late Teens, originally out in 2019, and they're releasing that on mints and crystal clear half and half vinyl. Pre-order that now through Hassle's website. East London Signature Brew have been brewing music-inspired beers since 2011. They've brewed beers with the likes of Mastodon, Idols, Slaves, a recently sports team, and if you go onto their website, if you live in the UK and want to buy some of their beers, go onto their website, signaturebrew.co.uk, and use the voucher code 101podcast at checkout and get 10% off. All right, here's Frank Lees from Press Club. Enjoy it. Go well. Cheers.
2: It's funny, isn't it? It's like, it's funny that question when people ask you, you know, what do you do? Because it's it's a lot more complicated than just like, oh yeah, I work down at the bank or something like that. It's like... I mean, I always say I'm a musician, right? Obviously, there's not heaps of money in that, so people are, are, are generally asking, like, "Oh, yeah, and what? What else? You know, what else do you do?" Or, or, or sometimes they just assume that that's that's enough to bring in the the bills, you know. So it's 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 kind of a, it's kind of always a bit of an awkward moment, you know. Like I've I've grown more com- comfortable with it as I've grown older, but um, it is strange that that you know what do you do you know what do you do you speak you speak to some people sometimes and you know you say to them what do you do and they almost get like offended yeah, yeah.
0: You, know, you know that you know that reaction uh, someone tweeted the other day about how you know in Britain at least there's this kind of thing where you shouldn't be too proud about working hard Do you know what i mean no one like no mm. one likes hearing about how someone else has worked so hard which is when you think about it that's mad like what else are we supposed to do just like half ass it the whole time like crap shoot it you know and just like phone it in for the, for our whole lives
2: yeah i mean it's 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 a difficult space isn't it you know like sometimes that's that's what people do though you know like they go to work they can't count down the minutes until they can leave work and you know they put in you know just as much effort as they need to and you know like i I kind of i kind of get that you know that it sounds like a nightmare to be honest but i i if if you can deal with it you know putting in that putting in that much time and and not really engaging um you know you live your life outside of those hours i suppose
0: for real. And I find that interesting when it's applied to being in bands, because especially punk rock bands, you don't look like you're trying too much, you know, which yeah. is mad to me.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You, you you put a lot of work into seeming like you're not trying too hard, but I mean, but that's, that, I mean, you know, do it yourself and, and, you know, getting things done without anybody else's help is, is a big part of the punk rock ethos, I think. So I don't, really have too much of a problem of people seeing us, you know work yeah you know but it's it's sort of you know you don't want to you don't want to be that that sort of glissy you know like glamorous
0: sort of you don't want to put on put put across the wrong vibe you know Right, and I think it's fascinating. Like, so you know, when that when that boils down to things you actually do, say you're getting a photo of, of your band. You know, you might have a photographer friend, and the photos come out really glissy. You know, yeah. they come out really kind of like I don't know, for lack of a better word, like poppy or something like this. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because that that's always gonna precede people's opinions of you. I know. I know. Photo shoots as a band is just funny in
2: the in the first place, man. Like, it's like. A, you know, like trying to explain to somebody who's not in a band, like what a photo shoot is like or someone who, who doesn't do photo shoots, you know, trying to explain oh, to them what a photo shoot is like. It's like, especially like you go to like a location photo shoot, like, you know, that classic thing, like you go to like a, a park or something or like, you know, a, like, you know, something cool in the local area and there's are people walking past, you know, that vibe. And you're just like, yeah. oh man, what an absolute idiot i must look like like look what a try hard i am i mean videos are just
0: as bad right
2: yeah oh man doing it yeah yeah they are they are i mean we videos are maybe the hardest part about being in a band i think
0: you've got some great videos as well
2: thank you yeah yeah i mean we've we've worked hard at it like i said you know um but it's funny.
0: The best videos tend to be the ones that you kind of just fall fall into, you know. Um, hundred percent. I think there is something to say for like those accidents that just work.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we 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 did this. The very first video we did for our very first single, um, it's called Head Wreck. and it's this really cool, yeah, great song. Yeah, and, and the video is is maybe still one of our favorite videos, if not my favorite yeah. video of ours. Where yeah, it's all one, it's all one continuous shot. Mm. And it was our mate, um, Nick, uh, Nick Manuel, who is in, is a musician and he does um, video stuff. He, and photography too. He, he kind of came, he was in the studio with us when we were recording and came up with this idea as just like, a, just you know, just like a one continuous shot. Um, and it was just this sort of thing where it's like, oh yeah, that sounds really cool. And then we just booked in the the place and then we just did it a couple of weeks after recording. And it was um. great, you know, perfect.
0: Excellent. And straightforward by the sounds of it. And there's, there's something to say for him being around when you were recording it and when it was coming together and, you know, having that kind of that energy kind of shared between you at that time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that was, that was what was all part of it, you know. That was that was what made the video what it was.
0: It must be hard when you do something like that, and it's like pretty straightforward. You know what you're doing. It comes together quickly, and it comes together well. Because mm. that's not going to happen every time. It's a nightmare. That's why. I'm, that's why I say, man, like trying to
2: do videos, like trying to get videos together for your song. It's so important because mm. it's what people engage with the most, almost now, is is video, you know, video content, moving picture. So you need that to go with your music. But it's such a headache to try and get a video together, man. Like that's the part where what we were talking about before where we were saying, you know, you don't want to give across the wrong image. That's the moment where it's easiest to put across the wrong vibe when you making a video. And, you know, like it's always mean, – we're writing music now for an album that we'll hopefully record – you know, when we can get back together. Um, and you know, just the, in the back of my mind, I know we're going to have to do some videos for these songs and it's just, it's just, you know, it's just that worry in the back of my head. Like I know it's, I know it's going to come up and it's going
0: to be such a drainer when it happens. But music is so symbiotic to online content now, isn't it? Absolutely. Like you can't ignore it. And, you know, I feel like, well, you've either got to enjoy it or just not do it you know and I wonder if you know is is that a decision for you
2: yeah yeah it's easy to it's easy to rationalize it that way but then when you've got three other people who all have ideas for what the video should look like and then you know maybe bringing on a a, someone to film it and to and to sort of you know inject their personality into it as well um, it just seems to be just just for us it just seems to be just a just a constant headache you know the best ones though with that being said we did this we did this video for behave um which is quite a recent single where we just took um fuck what is it i think i think it's just some footage of um ian's dad from the 70s ian's our bass player his dad in the 70s um, some home video and then some live footage of ours. And then we just mashed them on top of each other. And, you know, it was just, it, we didn't have to actually film anything. We were just using already existing footage. Uh, we, we, I think we filmed a few shots of Nat, like singing just to tie it together. And again, it all came together. And that was like one of my favorite clips. Maybe it's my, one of right. my favorite clips because I, we didn't have to actually put too much, um, you know, thought into like a story or a narrative for it.
0: Yeah. And and that makes me wonder, I mean, it's come up quite a few times of, um, on the conversations I've had with people on this podcast where it just takes, it takes time. And I'm talking years to, to figure out what works for you and and to figure out what, what, what you like and, you know, the, the aesthetics that you, that you want to put across that, that all takes so much time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean,
2: it's, yeah, it does. It does. And, and I think, I think we were really lucky when we first started this band in that we had just, we'd we'd all just sort of come out of other long-term band, um, you know, arrangements. And when we came together, we had that time, you know, we had no gigs booked and we specifically didn't book any gigs to just write music and try and, and talk about what we think a good, what we think a good band would do and would be and those ideas that we came up with at the time have really carried through you know like that those those foundational um concepts yeah. are still you know we still go back to that sort of stuff and it was all about um you know trying to be as naturalistic as possible Don't, you, you know try not to play into the game as much as as much as we had in the past you know the music easy game to do
0: easy to slip into that
2: oh man oh man and, and and you know like try and like you see it i don't know how often you see it in in other countries because i mean we're so insular here in australia but you see bands like writing music for like like writing music and then getting producers in to try and fit into a particular sound um for triple j or i wasn't gonna say it but you did uh, yeah. you know, it's it's almost sacrilege to, to start to, to start ragging on Triple J here, but it's true, man. Triple J is like it, it really is cornered the market on independent bands mm. like us. And if you don't play into that sound and that um
0: that vibe, then you know, you can get left behind. You I know, spent some time in Australia and it was funny seeing the bands that we were playing with like you know if you get on triple j a few times absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. If you, you know a lot of doors open up you know you, you if you get like played on that
2: station you do get um gigs and stuff what would you recommend to listen to it like it, like where d- would you say that like radio are a way of finding um good music in in 100
0: s- six music on bbc so steve Lamac. yeah um he you know he was the guy that like broke like all like way more even bands that's like worth us mentioning here, like going back to manic street preachers and even like Coldplay, you know, he was the guy going to their first gigs and receiving their first demos. He's a legend. He like, he played, He's played like a bunch of us and our friends bands over the years. And he's amazing to listen to because, you know, a, a, as far as radio goes, it's just about the music and, and he's, he's, he's chatting to people and having a laugh. I would say six music, six music is six the music. place. To, yeah. Um, right, that's but cool. radio, but, Radio 1 is is like playing a lot more guitar bands. They've got someone called Jack Saunders doing the indie show and he's playing a lot of great new stuff. You know, you do get these 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 moments and, you know, because it's I don't know, I was interviewing someone yesterday and I was like, wasn't 2005 such a golden time for music? And for us it it was, right? But like mm-hmm. the world has to keep on going and we <laughs> have to we have to find it out for ourselves, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to sit around and be like, you know, grumpy about it. Like what's yeah. the point of that?
2: Yeah, man. Like, w- what's happening? Are we are we just getting old? Is it is are we just out of the <laughs> loop? So. You know,
0: I think so. I think so. So you mentioned that, like, press club started after, you know, a bunch of your old bands sort of stopped or became yep. inactive. That must have been such a great time to have that kind of non-pressure, especially with the internet now. You know, not having to sort of make a, a, an account straight away and give yourselves time to, well, as you said, kind of figure out what you want to do.
2: Yeah. It was. It was really important. And um, it's funny, you know, we were we were planning on having a third album written and recorded um, by, like, April this year. And obviously wow. that, that hasn't that's happened. That's quick.
0: That's quick. That's like, that's footloose, yeah. man. That's quick feet.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, that hasn't happened, obviously. And I think we're, at least I am, just so grateful that we've had the time yet again to yeah. um, really sit back and think about things again you know like because re- re- this is the first time really that we've gone this long without playing a gig um, and without um, you know rehearsing or anything like that so it's it's right. it's been such a great time of um, you know just talking um, over zoom and just thinking about what what it is that we want to do going forward yeah. you know and like cuz cuz i mean as a musician you don't want to admit it but every once in a while you go do i want to be doing this do i want to spend like my like every single weekend going to other cities and playing gigs do i want to like be, you know be leaving my family and friends like and mm. going to europe mm. two or three times a year like is this is this actually giving me joy cuz sometimes it certainly doesn't mm. um and this time that we've had where we haven't been able to do that stuff has, you know, reminded me just how much I love it, you know, and just what right. a big part of my life it is.
0: Yeah, totally. I think you can, it's, it's you know, from my experience, it's quite easy to just kind of, when you're all wrapped up in it, you know, you can't, everything. it's pretty easy to feel like numb. Do you know what I mean? You, you're mm. not even sure like what you're doing. You know, you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, it feels like sometimes.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm sure everybody gets like that, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But it's harder when you when you're doing something and you like playing music, which you know doesn't doesn't bring in a lot of money into your life, and you're spending lots of time doing it. You know, right. it takes up a lot of time, but it doesn't. Right. It doesn't really. It's not that profitable. Um, <laughs> certainly not for us. And so, you know, there is some pretty big questions to ask
0: yourself there. What do you do aside from the band? Okay, that's what this is all about, isn't it? Um, yeah, but mo- it, but honestly, I like sometimes I'll have whole episodes, Frank, where I even forget to ask it. You know, even <laughs> yeah. that is just an excuse for me to chat to bands that I like. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. I, I mean, man, I've had such a. The reason why
2: um, I put my hand up to do this one because when I thought about it, I was like, "Far out, I man! I've, I've. I mean, I've never had like a like a like an actual like." like salary job I've never had like a part-time or full-time job. I've always mm. worked casually. Great. Um, right at this moment, I'm not working at all because um, this lockdown thing in Melbourne's pretty serious and I'm getting money through um, my business, the band business through the government. Yeah. Right. Like this so I want to ask you about that in a bit actually. Yeah. 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 Um, we can talk about it now if you want. we can go back to my job my, my jobs in the past later.
0: well how yeah, so how does that work then because i've I've interviewed the bets okay is it is it a pretty similar situation?
2: I don't know what's going on in new Zealand, but in in Australia there's like a i mean they've they've doubled um, you know like unemployment benefits um and then they've also done this like extra thing where it's called job keeper. And they pay businesses to continue paying their staff, even if the money's not coming in. So we've been able to claim through the band this JobKeeper payment.
0: Oh, right. So the JobKeeper applies to you as a. So it works in Australia in the way that you know you apply for a. Would you call it a grant? It's yeah. It's it's
2: handled. It's not quite a grant. It's a. It's it's like a. um, it's like a benefit, you know. It's like you apply through it, you apply directly to the
0: um, taxation office, and then they and they pay you. Right. And so, how easy was that to to set up? And sort of, you know, how many do you have to release a, a couple of albums and you know sort of show <laughs> that you've toured quite a lot before you can apply for that?
2: No, nah, it was the only the only prerequisite for it was that you had to have a business, obviously, um, and that you made. Thirty percent less income for for a month. <laughs> it's it's quite complicated. You got to go. You go and check out your income for say for March this year, and then you go back to the year before twenty nineteen. And if the income is thirty percent less than it was in March last year, then you qualify.
0: Which is going to happen if you if you've just started your band and you've left you left your old job.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. It's 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 um yeah,
0: it was it was it was easy for me to get
2: but you know the, I'm sure there's a lot of hoops that um that the, the government is making people jump through that means that some people can't get it.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean th- things like this you once you get it sometimes it's so easy and other you know and you hear about for other people it's so hard. But it happened pretty pretty quickly for for press club then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was you know. Great it's 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 a really good it's a really good scheme you know i think i think that's one thing the australian government has done really well is just they've just been paying people you know they haven't been stingy with those
0: benefits and sort of keeping businesses afloat you know it's really important when you got that scheme did you did that give you like an impetus to be like okay let's make let's make you know a few albums over the next five ten years let's let's do this properly
2: (laughs) well i mean we're already doing it properly you know, we, it, it, what it meant is that we that we've been able to put a lot more time into the writing aspect. You know, so instead of having, say, we we usually try and write as many ideas before going in and sort of working it out for an album as possible. But instead of having like twenty or thirty ideas, now we've probably got probably got almost a hundred. I reckon.
0: Wow! Wow!
2: Yeah. And it's a you know, lot, isn't it? we're going to whittle that and, and it's quite daunting, you know, because then we have to whittle all that down to like an album that will fit
0: on an actual record. Um, Which is interesting because a lot of people will, you know, have these jobs and they'll have to fit in writing around that. Yeah. Does it put on a bit of extra pressure because you've got all this time? Um.
2: Yeah, I try not to, I try not to give into pressure too much. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a matter of, you know, I've always kind of been of the mindset of, you know, if you just put your head – if you just go through the steps of getting things done, then they'll get done, you know. so Right. Keep your head of, down. Yeah, just keep your head down and keep working, you know. That's the, that's how you get to the gold is just by writing hours and hours of shit until yeah. you finally find one little nugget in there. You go, oh, wow, this is actually a really good song.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But that's always been our writing process. It's just that now we've got – more, more more, shit to, you know,
0: sift through. And when you've got that scheme, you, you can still work other jobs and the, the scheme allows for that? Yeah,
2: it's like you can do casual work. Um, you know, man, like I actually got a job a couple of months ago in like a big warehouse and this, but just like, as this job keeper payment started rolling in and I was just like, I fucking hate this, you know? And that was probably the first time in my life I worked there for two days. I worked there Thursday. I worked there Wednesday, Thursday. And by the end, of on the start of Thursday, I was like, I- I'm I'm going to have to quit this job pretty soon. I'll make it to the end of the week. And then by the end of Thursday, I was like, I'm not fucking coming. I'm not spending another minute of my life in this place. What was um, the vibe then? Uh, it was, you know, it was, the vibe was like, the vibe was like, all right. It was pretty cool. Like, you know, very dry warehouse environment you know they were dealing with um like, uh, like electronic equipment coming in and like sorting through it and scanning barcodes and like inspecting the equipment to make sure that it wasn't faulty um and you know just like eight hours of that you know working on like a packaging line basically not packaging you know like a production line Mm-hmm Which I've done before, but this one was just particularly boring and it was just, and the vibe there was just so dry and I was just like, fuck, like, it was the first time in my life where I was like, you know what? I don't have to work a job that I fucking hate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I've
2: worked heaps of jobs that I've hated in the past and I stuck with him for years, and like I hated it, and and, and it you know and, and it was awful. You know, it was awful for my, you know, emotional and psychological well being. So, who needs it?
0: I've had a few jobs where I've lasted a few days, and people will be like, you know, family or friends will be like, oh, oh, what? You know, you're not supposed to quit quit a job. Yeah. You're not allowed to quit a job. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I copped that a bit, and I was
0: just like, I don't, give, I don't give
2: a fuck, man. I, I hated that place.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, think you hit you hit a nail on head there, where you know it's, it's maybe it's it's quite a hard subject to to bring up and have the almost confidence to say it sometimes. But you know when something is affecting your your health yeah. and your well being, yep. you can feel it.
2: Yeah. And there's people who there's people who just fight through that. You know, like that was like my um, my father in law said to me. You know, when, when I when I quit this job, he was like, you know, I I, I worked you know, 30 years in, in a, in a place and fucking, uh, you know, like I've done all this stuff and and I fucking hated it. And I was like, yeah, but Mm. like, that's not, is that a good thing? Like maybe, maybe you're wrong to have done that. Maybe you should have tried to, I didn't say this to him. Of course I thought this to myself, but I'm like,
0: I don't want that for myself. I don't want to work
2: 30 years in a job and fucking
0: hate it the entire time. And I just wonder, like, where does this come from? Like, does it come from this kind of like old British colonial, like, strength thing? Like, where, where, where does this come from? You know, because it exists.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, but, uh, you know, I haven't thought about it too much, but I just fucking, I don't want to be a part of it anymore.
0: I mean, capitalism.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's, I guess that's (laughs) it. It's, it's, it's capitalism, but it's, you know, it's this, it's also this thing of like, um, you know, companies expecting you to be loyal to them when right. they aren't loyal to you. You know, there's this real. Yeah, most this of the time, real, not right. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never experienced it where a company's looked out more for its employees than it is employees than they are for their bottom line. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just. You, you know, you you do feel that a little bit sometimes. You're like, oh, this is this kind of place. This place is kind of looking after me. But then, you know, it'll come down to the crunch. You know, like a a, a promotion or, you know, maybe maybe that they're, they're kicking people. You know, they're firing people, and you know, you're just left out in the lurch. And you realize, mm-hmm. fuck! Like I've been like dedicating my time and my you know health, my my uh, my psychological health to this company and mm-hmm. they fucking like it's you know they don't give a fuck
0: right and what about our time here do you know what i mean this is like this is our time on earth as well you know you can't i had a thing yesterday where i had like an onboarding for for a job i'm starting and i like i emailed them you know just asking how them how long the meeting would be just because i had something to do afterwards another call and like I felt bad sending that email yeah I felt bad asking how long this meeting is going to be why why should I feel fucking bad about that yeah that's how that's how humans communicate by asking questions you know and you shouldn't be scared to ask questions in the workplace
2: yeah and like you're interviewing them just as much as they are interviewing you you know if there's one thing I've learned from working a million jobs is that some of them suck and you know like (laughs) you know you know how it gets to that point in the interview where um They're like now. Do you have any questions for us? What I've started doing now is, I go, yeah. What's it like to work at your company? Like what? What's the? What's the? Um. What? What? what, I I use a specific term. I go like, what's the? What's the culture like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. I mean, I've only done it in a couple of interviews recently, but it's like that's the best. You know that then that like the places that I was going for, that's when they started talking. They go, Oh, you know, it's great. You know, I hang out with this person and like, you know, Mm. and and it's like, and, and you go like, fuck, all right. Okay. This, this might actually be a cool place to work because that's what you need. Right. You need, I feel like I've been thinking about this recently. Like there's like three, maybe more, but there's three main aspects to a good job and that's money, people, and whether or not you like the work you're doing. And I feel like you can get away with like one or if if a job has one or two of those things, you can you can get away with not having the third. But you can't mm. but if a job if if you hate what you're doing, you're not getting paid that much, and you don't like any of the people you're working with, it's like don't it's not a good job. Don't work that job. Quit immediately. That's my that would be my advice.
0: Right on, because you're only gonna make yourself worse for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a shit job, obviously, you know. Like yeah. you don't need to, you don't need to do that. You need you need something, you know. Go and get a job shoveling shit with your friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might not pay that much. It, you might not love the work, but you you can just hang out with
0: your with your mates and that that's good. That's a good job, I think. And labouring jobs get quite well paid in Australia, don't they? I mean, they get yeah. pa- paid well here as well, but I think from people I've known in Australia, the cash in hand there is is better, is a lot better than here.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you know it, it's. I've got quite a few friends who do labouring and and trade jobs, and you know, I think there, the, I think this, I think there is there is still similar issues here as there is in London. But I, I had a mate who um, worked in London for a time as a um, as a plasterer just last year, actually. And he just couldn't get, he just, he just couldn't get by with the amount of money that, I mean, the amount, amount of money to live in London and then the amount of money he was getting paid as a laborer. It was just like, like no one can do this.
0: Yeah. I feel for the people who, I grew up in the suburbs. So I, so I kind of knew where could be cheap, you know, and lots mm. of people don't know the, I guess they're little tricks, aren't they? You know, yeah. knowing knowing the little, little areas of town where it's cheap rent, but also transports okay. Yeah, that's it. You know, and and I'm sure people would have the same issues
2: living in Melbourne. You know, it's there'd be the same yeah. issues here, but I think there's a minimum wage here, and it's not that bad. And um, I'm sure you know it's 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 the most livable city in the world, or something. Do
0: you have tipping culture? In bars, nah, man. Fuck, I hate that. I hate that about America. What's with that? That means people working behind the bars get paid well.
2: Yeah, yes, sometimes if they're tipped, well. and it's only a dollar, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like if anything, that culture will be benefiting the employers because I mean, I mean, of course it is because then then there's a part of their staff's income is in these tips, which aren't taxed. So they,
0: so, right. you know. Th- but I think a lot of those tips go directly to the the people serving you though. Yeah. The people, I mean, at least people I know, you know, they, they don't show it to their bosses. Yeah. I mean,
2: I, I, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm dodgy on that. And I hate, and I hate having to do it as well as a punter. Did, have you, have, have you been there and like, had, have you had experiences where you've
0: under-tipped? I don't think I've ever been called out on it. Right. But I certainly have forgotten. yeah um and if if i've remembered then try and tip double next time but i mean for me once i once i like once i'm in the bar you know pretty hard to leave sometimes you know i'll be there for a while yeah yeah so i'll be paying enough you
2: know (laughs) yeah that's it that's it i mean you know like it obviously it works for them so um right it's the thing but no we don't have that here i mean i mean people do tip but only it, it it's not it's not it's not expected as part of the band, right, you know.
0: Right. What other jobs did you had you had then in the uh, your your bands before Press Club were, were they kind of big you know were they were you touring quite a lot were you on the road a lot?
2: Um, I, I have done some. I had done some touring before Press Club. Press Club's been sort of my main, the biggest band I've been in up to date. Um, but you know, I played. I played in like this Latin band, Colombia. Right. They do like Colombian, like kind of like reggae. That sort of stuff. That's that's another side of my playing. You know, I do kind of like um pretty good reggae drummer. Uh sweet. You know, as a kid. As a kid growing up, you know, yeah. that was what I was yeah. into, like ska and into punk. Ska and punk. Reggae, yeah, hell you know. Yeah. So of uh, Rom. Yeah, ex- well, exactly. Well, friends of Rom
0: are sort of skate punk, but
2: right. Yeah, yeah, they're like um they're like sort of like Blink or something. Um right. pop punk. Ska is huge. There's a band H Block 101. If you want to, if you want to check out a cool, cool Melbourne, cool Melbourne, uh, like classic punk ska band. They were awesome. Hell yeah. Um, and, but th- these, these guys, we, we, we toured with, um, you know, the band, the Cat Empire? No, I don't. Yeah. They're, they're this like sort of similar kind of thing, like a world, uh, music band out of Melbourne. So I did, a, I did a tour with them and I did, I did a couple of other things around Australia, but... Um, what was that like touring in a kind of world music band? It was wild, man. Like there's so many of us, who, you know, like with, with Press Club, there's just four of us and mm. it's so easy, you know, you just you just go and hire a car and and you can go anywhere. But like there was like, at one point there was like 11 people in this band, you know, it's like a horn section and like backing singers and a percussionist and all this shit. Great, and, and you um, were playing bars. Yeah, yeah, playing bars. You know, we did, um, did a couple of like bigger shows, supporting other like Colombian acts that had come to town, and of course, this Cat Empire tour was pretty big. We did like, did like horton Pavilion in sit in Sydney, which is like five thousand people or something. Wow. Um, yeah, that was holy huge. Shit. That was huge. Um, Pressure on
0: you, keeping it together.
2: Oh yeah man that 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 vibe like you know I, like i feel like i i've played a few shows like that but that board, horden pavilion show maybe it was because it was my first like big big like you know what would you call that like not a not a rain, I mean, like a like you know that big 5000 people like when it's like a concert a, it's not, concert. not a gig anymore that's a concert nah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> and like you get out there and like you go and sit behind the drums and like, you just see like blackness. Really? You go like, fuck, like what's going on out there? And like, then you just hear the, Rah! and you're like, Oh fuck. That's all people. Like, I can't even see the back of the room. There's just all people everywhere. Um, that was a moment actually. That was a, that was a, that, that's a sort of, that's a moment you never forget. Like the first time you go like, fuck, like, like that's 5,000 people. Um, And I can't imagine what it'd be like to be playing at like fucking Wembley. Imagine that. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's a different feeling or if it's just the same feeling. You know, you like whether it's the five thousand people or a hundred thousand people. You go, yeah, that's that's too many people to count. (laughs) You know, like you just reach a certain point. You're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You know, that's a lot. That's a big gig.
0: It's like money. You know, like yeah. 40,000 pounds or a hundred, I mean, obviously that's the big jump there, but I don't know, 40 to 80,000 pounds is like, yeah, I don't know, man, i take both.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, if you had like, if you had like, it's like, like, do you, have, you want $5 million or $5 billion? And you go, <laughs> yeah. wow, fuck man. Like either would
0: be I'll good. I'll take the 5 million, man.
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't care. They, they, they both sound really good.
0: You know, they they'd <laughs> yeah. both sort me out. And you always kind of maintained maintain being able to be like you know live well and eat well for example and and pay rent over the years yeah yeah I have I have I mean okay all right let's 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 go through
2: some of my um some of my jobs I'll, I'll skip through to some to some ones that we might have a bit of a chat about um up until recently and you know I might end up going back there as well I've been working at a whiskey distillery nice and that's been that's been that's been really cool man like that's one of those jobs where the people were good, the pay was good, and I liked what I was doing. you know, I had like a connection to what I was doing, like mm. I was making this top shelf whiskey, you know well, I wasn't making it, I shouldn't say that i'm not I'm not a distiller i um I was like filling I was part of the production line, you know mm. expensive stuff, oh yeah, 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 it's this stuff um starwood starwood whiskey all right um yeah expensive stuff like in australia it's like over over 100 dollars for a bottle um oh, wow. and i think it's even more i think when if you go to like the us it's like it's like almost 200 dollars for a bottle fuck and but it was so cool man like such a such a good vibe to the place and um you know i just sit there with my my headphone, like my bluetooth headphones in and just like filling up these barrels and like, um, you know, just just listening to music, listening to podcasts, and days would just go by, like a like a you know like nothing. And I, that was sort of the, one of the first times I was like, you know, if this
0: music thing doesn't work out, I could do this. <laughs> you know? So when you're filling up the barrels, how does that work? Are you are you grabbing like you get, the, the tube get, or the funnel? Man, you get they put the
2: spirit into like 20,000 liter tankers you know you you like tankers like maybe like 3 or 4 people tall and mm. you know around maybe you know two or three people lying down is like the um the radius or or the yeah the, the, the diameter. Di- diameter um and then so there's this big metal tankers and then you attach a big hose to it with a nozzle on the end like and the nozzles like as big as your leg and then you just like you you, you you wash all these barrels and then you just shove the things in the nozzle in and you just blast it and it's probably going at like maybe like 10 liters a second it's like blasting wow. out of this hose like, and you know you stand there and it takes you know to fill like a 300 liter barrel it takes about like a minute and a half or something like that. Wow. That's heavy. That's like, that's a heavy fucking barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can sort of move them, like you can kind of move them around when they're not full. But Mm -hmm. once they're full, you need a forklift. And it's like, they go on these, they go on these like, um, uh, like holders, right? Um, So you can stack them. And if you kind of, if the barrel's like not quite aligned properly before you fill it up, then you're fucked because now you've got like this, th- you know, these barrels, you can't move them at all. And you got to like try and like, like, you know, stack them on top of each other. And then like, you're stacking them like, like these 300 liter barrels and you're stacking them like to the roof of a warehouse. And like, if one of them on the bottom is like wonky, then the whole stack kind of just right. like tilts to the right. And you stand there yeah. like, going, oh <laughs>
0: fuck man. Like this is... oh man. <laughs> have you seen any uh seen any accidents with that
2: uh n- not with one of those tipping but like yeah there's been a couple of close calls stuff falling off trucks and stuff i think that's that's just like that's what that's it's what normal. working in a yeah just working in warehouses like that there's always just that thing of like every once in a while a little thing will happen and everyone goes fuck like someone maybe could have died just then That's the one, see, that's the one thing I think that I couldn't deal with working in a warehouse is like that constant thing in the back of your mind where like, fuck, I'm working with these big machines and this big stuff, you know, big crates, whatever it is you're working with. And like, fuck, you know, like I could die. One of these things could kill me, you know?
0: 100%. And you hear about it. Like, you know, you you hear about people losing arms and and stuff. That's scary shit.
2: Yeah, dude. It's yeah, that's the one. And, and like, I'm not, I'm not a particularly like careful or, like dexterous person. So yeah, if someone's <laughs> gonna die, it's probably gonna be me. You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? No, if if out, no, of no, three, no. out of the three, out of the out of the, you know, if there's three people working in a warehouse and I'm one of them, I I reckon I got odds on me to be the one to get hurt.
0: <laughs> you know what but, I mean? I mean that's maybe that's why it's like it's quite those, those the traditionally those jobs are fairly well paid, right? I mean, like, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know if anything's worth that though.
0: For you as a drummer or you know, as a musician, it's pretty that's that's a risk, you know, it's the thing that you love. It's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you chop
2: off a finger or something. Like this job's right. not worth fucking not being able to play drums for. That's the only that's the only issue about <laughs> many that. Many one.
0: question it now. Many question back
2: to it. <laughs> yeah, no. I I, I I will if if yeah, you know. Watch this space. We'll see what happens.
0: And any other jobs that have that have like had that impact on the way that you, you know, the way that you see things or the way you see yourself.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, the first like we'll talk about jobs that you hate earlier, you know, and I've and I've always done a bit of teaching. You know, like teaching um instrumental music to like one-on-one lessons with kids. And what I learned after doing that for years, you know, like I think I taught Maybe I taught in primary schools for like three or four years, and what I learned was that I hated it from the very first second I started. You know, I hate oh, really? I hated working with and being responsible for little kids. Like, like I'm pretty good with kids, you know. Like, like a you know we 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 get along, but you know, there's like that. Um, you know, like a primary school teacher because I've met a lot of primary school teachers working in primary schools, and. Um, you know, they all have this thing where it's like that. they they love that. I mean, hopefully some of them do have this thing where they love kids and like seeing them develop and like working, working with them on this, you know, really easy shit. But, you know, for them it's hard. And, you know, you get to see them, you know, develop over time. And I just don't have that. I don't have that instinct in me of like, you know, trying to get them to you know you know being proud of them for being able to do these things in my head i'm just like fuck like i can i can i can already do this stuff and I, I i just don't have the patience to try and help other people get there i think it's easier i've done a little bit of teaching with like adults and like older kids and it's easier with them you know i think they just pick things up faster mm. so you can sort of you can sort of direct them in a particular direction if they want to be, you know, if they want to be playing a particular song or doing a particular thing with music. Um,
0: Yeah. But they know what song they want to learn to cover or. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like little
0: kids, you go like, Oh, what's, what's your favorite song? They go, I don't know. Well, it requires a lot of patience and I think it's okay to, I mean, I think it's okay to, to not have patience. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's human. Yeah. And,
2: and you know, some some and some people are better at at things than others. You know, mm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and some people have a have a passion for things that I don't, and that's great. That's that's yeah. perfect because you know that's not something I want to do.
0: And you know that you know you've had that experience. Like you take that as a positive thing. You know, you, yeah. You know that you don't really want to do that again. That's that's cool. That's yeah.
2: good. And having worked in those places for you know for. Four years or however long I, I I spent teaching kids gave me the insight to when I went to that warehouse job a few months ago. I realized, uh, nah, this is giving me that same feeling. I don't,
0: I'm not doing this again. I know that feeling. Yeah. You know, I that, know feeling. that feeling of being like, nah, this isn't, this isn't right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But that's interesting. You know, it's, it's just, it's what it is. You know,
0: hopefully now. I'll be able to find a good job. Are you pretty open about you know what are things you're going to do next? Cash in hand? Yeah, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. like I've spent a lot of I've I've worked in some uh, in some libraries. Cool. Um, and I've done some study in that area as well. And you know I love that work. You know, it's not dangerous like working in a warehouse. You don't have to deal with you don't you don't have to like deal with like classrooms with the kids. You know, you just kind of. Stack shelves and help people with printers, and yeah. you know, you know, help help people access the internet and shit. You know, that's that's, I think that's I think that's the kind of thing I want for the future. You know, low, low risk, low pressure. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> Man, like so, when I um, this is diverting a little bit, but when um, when I got out of high school, you know, like I um, being a musician, I I went and started working in pubs. And um, when I moved to North, Mel- uh, sorry, I lived in West Melbourne for a little bit, just next to the city. And I um, went around to all the pubs in the air and gave her out my, gave out my resumes. And this one dude was like, yeah, yeah, yeah come in and do like a, a, a trial shift on, on Saturday. I was like, all right. So I rock up on Saturday, like 6 PM or something. And he was like, yeah, this is what you do. Da, da, da. He took me through the place like 10, 15 minutes. He's like, all right, see you later. And the place was empty. I was like, "I was like, oh, like, are you not staying? He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, this is my <laughs> night off. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. And so he just put me... And so I just went and sat behind the bar, right? And no one came in for the, for the, for the rest of the shift. I was like, fuck, you know? And so... And he'd said, you know, just take the money out of it, you know, take the money out of it, was like cash in hand out of the till when you're done. So I took the money out of the till, I locked up and I went home. And I kept working at this place for like two years. It's called um, Jawaba. And nobody ever came in.
1: No customers. When
2: I say nobody ever came in, I mean, it it was, some people came in like off the street and like had drinks, but like there was no like regulars. There was no right. like, um, there was not a lot of like in <laughs> crowd. I was in a weird part of the city, and so, you know, I just worked in this. I was just working in this pub for ages with, with nobody there. You know, I'd go, I'd go entire shifts like <laughs> eight hours with nobody coming in. But you're getting paid. That's not bad, man that's what i'm saying man like low that was a low job. responsibility job man that was like yeah. low risk yeah. low responsibility i i i read so many books and just oh yeah and just and, and just and just chilled at this bar um you know it's like that that that's that sort of thing really gives you a um like an appreciation for just hanging out on your own
0: did that did that get to a point like did you did you leave there because it got just too too easy no man this is how I left (laughs) like I was driving somewhere I was driving I think I was
2: driving to another job that I was working at at the same time I think I was teaching at the same time and I was driving to the school and I got a text from the owner Like I'd worked there for like two years by this point like Friday and Saturday night every week for like two years I got a text from the owner that said bar closed (laughs) like that just two words bar closed and I was like, what the fuck? So I pulled over and I texted her back like, "Like what, forever? And she's like, yep. And then that was it. <laughs> it was a weird joint, man. It was a weird operation well, that we were running. And so like- Get to
0: the point, mate.
2: Yeah. And then I, I eventually, I went over there. She had like a um, like a closing down thing. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, well, you know, nobody ever came in and we couldn't pay rent. So they changed the locks on me. You know, I think she broke in wow. to try and, and had like one last night illegally to try and sell off all the stock. And then, and then that was it. That place, I don't know what that place is now. I think it's, like a, it's like a jewelry store or something. Oh man, no. Hang on. Let me tell you one more story. So I was working at this bar, uh, Jawa Bar. No one no one ever went to. And someone came in, right? It was like a big dude. Like maybe like, he's maybe like seven foot tall. He's huge. Uh, Rob, but he came in a few times and he said to me one time, you know, we we got along, he said to me one time, Hey man, do you like, um, do you like history? And I was like, yeah, I like, I like history. And he's like, you know, like he knew I was a musician. He was like, do you want to come and um, work for this guy that I work at doing like medieval recreations in schools? And so (laughs) I was like, yeah, sure. And the dude gave me a ring uh, he gave this guy my number and he gave me a ring and he's like, yeah, come down to this school like tomorrow or something. Went down there and the dude like, you, you know, we, we went down to this school, found what I assumed was the medieval recreation crew in like their fucking pantaloons and shit. And they like, they like handed me like the the garb, you know, the 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 pointy shoes and like the pantaloons and stuff. And, you know, go and get changed in the toilet and shit. And then I just spent, you know, again, i worked with these guys for like a year or two, you know, getting up at like five in the morning to get to these schools, sometimes, you know, well out of Melbourne, like doing like, like helping out with like, uh, like, like sword fighting. Like reenactments. Yeah, man. Like that was like an educational, (laughs) educational things in schools where that, you know, the, 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 the medieval crew comes in and like um, runs like workshops on like different aspects of medieval life. And so I like learned all this shit about, uh, and you know, was, was, was helping these people present these things on like sword fighting and like um, medieval music. Like, like I'd I'd like teach these kids to do like these medieval dances and like, you know, like, you know, like all like, like joining hands and like, you know, dancing around the room and shit it was so funny man it was so funny
0: learn a lot yourself
2: yeah heaps heaps i know way i know i i've got a, a really surprisingly good understanding of what medieval <laughs> life was like
0: <laughs> that's excellent have you seen that film um role models
2: yeah man yeah it was like that it was well no it wasn't quite like that but th- these people were into that shit that stuff is pretty crazy man have you ever seen that shit in in real life
0: Never, never. I I used to live in a place where, where you'd get people dress up and and walk around like that, but I haven't seen like the reenactment thing, you know, the acting.
2: And like the actual fighting that they do. They call it, they call it LARPing, (laughs) live, live action role play.
0: Man, like uh, one time
2: we were like, we were going past Princess Park in Melbourne and we saw him doing it. And like, the first thing I saw was like this guy, like throwing a spear, like 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 fucking hard as in it hitting someone in the back like fuck, they take oh, it man. seriously it wasn't like a pool
0: noodle it was like it was like an actual like kind of I think, heavy
2: i think they got like foam ends to them or something and like it's like a it's like an honesty system and a point system like you know you if you get if you get hit with the back with a spear then it's it's time to like go and sit on the bench
0: oh man i love that the honesty yeah. system yeah <laughs> I think that's got to be one of the best one of the best jobs on here, Frank.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be able to talk about it more, but you know, we might have to wrap up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- I mean, thanks so much for coming on, though. I mean, what's the next? What are the next few months for you looking like?
2: Man, we're just writing music. Um, as soon as we get back together, we might be able to. We, we might. It might take us like maybe two months or so to get the songs together and to get it all ready to go and record. So hopefully, we'll be recording by the end of the year. But I reckon that's real hopeful.
0: And that's the third the third album. Third album, hopefully, unless we break up before then. Do you know what it's going to sort of do – do you have like a sound in mind? Have you got some references?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've had this time off now and and um, we've been talking and thinking a lot about what it is we want to be going for with the songwriting and, and the sound on this album. And I think – you know we we've got this we've got this thing down where you know we we we've got like the the fast loud screaming punk thing we we got that down on lock so we're trying to add some more dynamics into the music yeah yeah um at this point just in the songwriting stage you know try and really get to the heart of songs and 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 you know instead of just like bashing it out And, um, you know, do it balls to the wall, like we've been doing it in the past. Maybe we're, we're, we're trying to thinking, we're, we're we're thinking of, you know, maybe trying to add some shades of darkness and, and dynamic to the whole thing. Um, I don't know how it's going to go. We might end up just releasing another balls to the wall punk album, but we're going to try and shift up our, um color palette a little bit
0: even those those small shifts you can you can really um like they do they do make such a difference you know on a record yeah you know and
2: and um sometimes you end up defining those changes and 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 record new records from you know one or two songs just one or two songs that you go fuck like that's a real departure and is really cool you know um, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm, I'm really liking at the moment, just writing. Awesome. Have, yeah. have
0: you got a name for it? The record?
2: Um, no, not at all. Not as yet. I mean, we came up with the, the first album we, I, I wanted to call, fuck, what did I want to call it? Uh, songs to sing by music to drum to or some shit like that. And um, it's always been an ongoing joke. So the working title at the moment is Songs to Sing by Music to Drum to. And so if it does end up getting named that, you heard it here first. But I doubt it will.
0: <laughs> all right, Frank, thank you so much. It's been great to chat. Yeah, you too, Giles. Awesome, man. I've been
1: working all day, my on the side. Rounding around like a blue. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.